What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Market Marauders, beating the market one trade at a time. I'm your host, Reginald C., so let's jump into it. All right, so this week we had our second round of presidential debates. Uh, very interesting debates as far as debates are concerned. Uh, I was in my hometown, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, so shout out to Tennessee for hosting that debate. Very interesting topics going on uh, for the whole debate in general. One being the social justice reform. Uh, President Trump was asked about the social justice reform and what he's going to be doing about it. And he says uh, that he made prison reform and he had opportunity zones uh, for the black community. So um, when Biden was asked about that, uh, they talked about, you know, Trump tried to get him on the 94 uh, crime bill that he passed with Clinton, saying that it locked up a large portion, uh, specifically black African-American uh, men like myself. Um, no, I've not been locked up. I'm just saying people in my demographic, but it was definitely an issue, um, that needed to be brought up. Um, I feel like on this debate, a lot of racial questions were asked. Um, but it was kind of the same old, same old, um, po political answers in my personal opinion. Uh, not really too much, uh, as far as a plan is concerned on, um, fighting those issues or, you know, combating what's going on. Next was vaccine news, which something that everybody, you know, was interested in uh, planned forward. Uh, when will it happen? Uh, when President Trump was asked about it, he said companies like Johnson & Johnson, uh, Moderna and Pfizer should be having vaccines coming pretty soon, uh, which is pretty consistent with the data that the companies have been showing. So I know today Moderna, um, you know, gave an update. Pfizer is still in their phase three trial. I think they closed the trial. Um, they have filed for it during the European um, medicines agency. So, you know, a lot of things have been going on as far as the vaccine race is concerned. Um, and then, you know, the other part of that is lockdowns. Will the country lock down again? Because uh, when that happened, a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, a lot of people, you know, were out of work, coming back to industries that no longer existed. Uh, so, you know, that's healthcare, uh, that's airlines, a lot of people lost their jobs with that. Uh, so definitely interested to see, you know, what the plan for the country is moving forward. Um, now with a Biden presidency, um, I think the market will continue to go up. Uh, with the Trump presidency, I think the market it will continue to go up. Uh, so the only thing that I think you can do wrong um, in both presidencies is just not be invested in the market. Different sectors will advance based on different areas. So in a Trump presidency, I do believe banks um, and large bank corporations will go up. Um, in the Biden presidency, I think companies that are in the renewable energy and electric vehicle section will continue to go up uh, based off his Green New Deal and proposed plan for that. Um, also in new, uh, news, we have uh, Remdesivir, which is a new product. It's basically the one that Trump took when he was sick, has been approved by the FDA. So the FDA approves um, Gilly Leeds Remdesivir as coronavirus treatment, uh, basically approved it. Uh, so it's the first drug that the FDA has actually approved to combat uh, COVID-19. So that's very big news, very interesting um, update there. Uh, so I think what will come after that will be, you know, the production of a vaccine and approval of vaccines. Uh, so the FDA or food 
Drug Administration on Thursday approved Gilead's antiviral drug uh, remdesivir uh, as treatment for coronavirus. In May, the FDA granted the drug an emergency use authorization, allowing hospitals and doctors to use it on patients hospitalized with the disease, even though the medication had not been formally approved by the agency. Uh, the intravenous uh, drug has helped shorten the recovery time of hospitalized COVID-19 patients. Uh, it was one of the drugs used uh, to treat President Donald Trump, who was tested positive for the virus earlier this month. Uh, so the drug has been used for COVID-19 patients at least 12 years old um, and requiring hospitalization. Gilead said uh, remdesivir is now the first and only fully approved treatment uh, in the U.S. for COVID-19, uh, which has infected more than 41.3 million people worldwide and killed more than 1 million people, according to data compiled by John Hopkins, Hopkins University, which is a pretty credible source. So, you know, definitely going to see uh, that company go up. Gilead Science, I think, will shoot up. Um, and continue to go up based off this news. Uh, kind of went sideways today after that news came out, but I think you know, with it being the first of you know many drugs uh, to be approved to help treat COVID nineteen, I think it will go up um, once that news actually sinks in and people uh, can listen to things like this podcast uh, and figure out what's going on from there. So, another news, uh, one article that I thought was pretty interesting: um, a software engineer by the name of Rashik. Zahid came up with an idea for the summer uh, where he made uh, the following to order uh, a McSunday at McDonald's in Berlin because the machine was not working. So he developed a software uh, to map all of the machines uh, that are broken throughout the U.S. Uh, he said, I reverse engineered McDonald's internal API and currently placed an order worth $18,752 every minute at every McDonald's in the U.S. to figure out which locations have broken ice cream machines, which you know is like what majority of people go to make McDonald's for, especially late night, is for ice cream. And I think this is very interesting research, and I think a company like McDonald's should take this very seriously, uh, especially considering they just had a deal uh, with uh, music artist Jay Balvin, uh, and one of his main dishes in his meal was a McFlurry. So if you get data saying that, hey, you know, all of these machines are down, that's very, you know, crucial data, especially when you want to start, um, you know, advertising something that comes with ice cream. If there's a fault in your system uh, where, you know, it's maybe the manufacturer or the type of machine that you use that's always down, that's business that you lose uh, from that problem existing. And, you know, with the Travis Scott meal that came out previously, it didn't have any ice cream uh, related. So it did very well. But I think having um, the addition of the McFlurry as part of this meal uh, may have been a poor choice uh, from McDonald's and they could have possibly geared him towards doing something else. Uh, but I think, you know, these are a lesson learned um, and people like this, I think this uh, Rashad should definitely be looked at as future development uh, on fixing or alleviating that problem. Uh, now back to Moderna. Uh, Moderna did close <clears throat> their uh, COVID-19 trial, um, which targeted enrollment of 30,000 participants. 
Uh, so the first company to start the U.S. trials of COVID-19 vaccine on Thursday finished enrolling all 30,000 of its participants. All 30,000 have received their first shot, and most of them have also received their acquired second shot. The company's president uh, says it's now on track to apply to the Food, Drug, and Administration uh, for authorization to put uh, the vaccine on the market in early December if all the stars align. So basically saying if everything goes well, uh, they're on track to actually file for that. Uh, so Moderna is one of the U.S. Phase 3 trials of coronavirus vaccine, uh, each involving tens of thousands of participants. Uh, Moderna started its Phase 3 trial in July uh, 27th, and Pfizer started its trial that evening. Uh, AstraZeneca started its trial on the U.S. on August 31st and paused about a week later uh, when a participant fell ill. And Johnson & Johnson started its trial the September 23rd and paused it less than three weeks uh, later on the same reason. Uh, both those pauses are still in effect. Uh, so really, Pfizer and Moderna are the only two uh, that are still in the race at the current moment to develop uh, this vaccine. Um, now, Johnson & Johnson's name was thrown out uh, with Moderna and Pfizer during the debate. So... You know, it's definitely one of the companies that's being looked at. Uh, but as far as, you know, actually being on track, I think Moderna and Pfizer are the only two um, that you should consider, especially from an investing standpoint. Now, going into another company uh, still in the medical field, uh, we have Solid Biosciences. Uh, so they had an update uh, for their company that they had a collaboration. Uh, so Ultragenics. Uh, and Solid Biosciences announced strategic collaboration to develop and commercialize new gene therapies for uh, the Duchenne Molecular or Muscular Dystrophy, so DMD. Uh, so their collaboration uh, where Solid will receive $40 million up front via uh, equity investment at a premium up to $255 million in milestones plus royalty payments. Uh, so pretty large sums of money. Uh, coming out for this uh, different trial um, and definitely interested to see uh, how this company performs um, as time goes on. Now, the stock um, was up 9% uh, to be at $3.72. Uh, so it still is considered a penny stock. So if you all are out there trading penny stocks, uh, definitely put this one on your radar uh, because there will be more updates coming from this trial, especially considering uh, that they just started this uh, partnership recently. Um, so, you know, look forward to that. Uh, also, another news this week, um, McAfee came out with a IPO. Uh, so McAfee Corporation uh, and its shareholders raised $740 million in its IPO, or initial public offering, priced within the target range as a cybersecurity software provider returns to the stock market. Uh, the company and some of its investors sold 37 million shares for $20 a piece Wednesday, uh, according to a statement uh, McAfee had marked 31 million shares for $19 to $22, while shareholders offered 6 million shares. Uh, McAfee is valued in the IPO at about $8.6 billion based on outstanding shares listed in the prospects. Uh, the company is based in San Jose, California, uh, was acquired by Intel Corporation in 2010 deal. Uh, and in 2016, Intel announced that it had signed an agreement to transfer a 51% stake to McAfee um, in the investment firm TPG for $1.1 billion. Transaction valued the spun-off company at $4.2 including debt. So 
Current backers listed the McAfee's uh, prospect included TPG, Intel, Singapore Sovereign uh, Wealth Fund, GIC, PTE, and a private equity firm, uh, Toma Bravo. So a lot of big names invested into this company um, and definitely going to see how it performs, even though today was the first day uh, that it IPO. Now it is earnings season, so want to go over some of the earnings that I was watching this week. Uh, starting off with Intel, uh, their third quarter revenue was $18.3 billion, uh, above July expectations, down 4% year over year. Uh, data-centric revenue declined 10%, while PC-centric revenue uh, was better than expected, up 1%. Uh, third quarter GAAP earnings uh, per share, or EPS, was down one or was 1.02 down 25% year over year. Um, and they announced an agreement uh, to sell Intel NAND uh, memory and storage business to SK Hynix for $9 billion. So raising the full year revenue and earnings expectation from July guidance, expecting 5% top of the line growth year over year in 2020 with full revenue of 75.3 billion GAAP EPS of 4.55 and non-GAAP EPS of $4.90. So another one I was watching this week was American Airlines. So if you're familiar with American Airlines, the whole airline industry is basically hanging on a string or hanging on a thread because they're waiting on funding from the stimulus. Now, I know that's one of the issues uh, that Nancy Pelosi was talking about with the previous CARES Act that was passed last time. The airlines definitely got a lot of money uh, to help them, but you know, I don't think that was written in the next one, so airlines is definitely one of the issues or key target areas that they're looking at uh, for a potential bailout with this new stimulus. So there's no stimulus passed yet. Um, I think they may wait till after elections uh, to pass one, uh, depending on who wins. But you know, I think the airlines will be in will be added to that uh, whenever that's. Uh, goes on because everyone uses the airlines and it's a large industry, um, you know, that everyone uses. So American Airlines being one of the biggest airlines uh, or one of the most popular ones, uh, their earnings definitely is an insight on how bad the company is actually doing or struggling. Uh, so their third quarter revenue uh, was $3.2 billion, which was down 73% year over year on a 59% year over year reduction in total available seat miles, or ASM is the metric that they're measuring that in. Their third quarter pre-tax loss was $3.1 billion, excluding net special items, um, and third quarter pre-tax loss of $3.6 billion. Third quarter net loss of $2.4 billion, or $4.71 per share, excluding net special items. Third quarter net loss of $2.8 billion, or $5.54 per share. Uh, ended October, no, ended third quarter with approximately $13.6 billion of total available liquidity. Uh, in addition, in October, uh, the company increased its loan capacity by $2 billion through the CARES Act. Um, which is what I was talking about earlier, uh, loan program to $7.5 billion. Uh, with this increase, the company's third quarter uh, pro forma liquidity balance is approximately $15.6 billion. So another company I watched was Coca-Cola. They had their earnings this week as well. Um, so their net um, revenue declined 9%. Organic revenue uh, or non-GAAP declined 6%. Um, global unit case volume declined 4%. 
Um, operating income declined 8%. Uh, comparable currency uh, neutral operating income, non-GAAP, grew 7%. Operating margin was 26% versus 26.3% in a prior year. And comparable operating margin, non-GAAP, was 30.4% versus 28.1% in prior year. EPS declined 33% to 0.40%. Uh, comparable EPS, non-GAP declined 2% uh, to 0.55. So what does that all mean? You know, all those are numbers, financial numbers. What does that all mean? That basically means that less people are buying Coca-Cola uh, than there were beforehand. So um, <clears throat> this seems to be an international thing um, because it's international sales as well as um, sales in the U.S. Um, but you also have to think um, a lot of this could come from you know, the different industries. So you got to think parks are closed. So Six Flags, Disney Worlds, uh, parks that usually, you know, would get their revenue uh, around the world are closed. Then people are only resorting to getting it from grocery stores. Restaurants are closed. So a lot of their order demand is going down just because of what's going on. Uh, but, you know, once that vaccine comes out, I think their numbers will go back up. Um, but seeing it decline, you know, only 4%, in my personal opinion, is definitely not as bad as like the airline industries. So lastly, I want to talk about the last airlines that I was watching that had their earnings this week, and that is Southwest. Their ticker sign is LUV, uh, if you want to check them out. Uh, their third quarter net loss of $1.2 billion, or $1.96 net loss per diluted share. Excluding special items, net loss of $1.2 billion or $1.99 net loss per diluted share. Third quarter operating revenue of $1.8 billion, down 68.2% year over year. And they ended the third quarter with liquidity of $15.6 billion, well in excess of debt outstanding. <clears throat> so if we look at their uh, metric as well, uh, it's similar numbers to American Airlines. So in my opinion, you know, once people, once a vaccine comes out and once these industries start to come back around and once the stimulus is passed to help bail out some of these uh, companies or these airline companies, you know, I think that the whole industry as a whole will be uplifted, which will help the stock price and help the revenue um, as time goes on. So I think they're just playing a waiting game to see what's going on uh, after the election. Um, in my personal opinion, I think, you know, a stimulus will be passed after the election um, and that money will be given uh, to in part to the airline industries. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, make sure you go and follow the election, the debate. It's definitely very interesting things that they talk about, uh, which will definitely affect your life if you're in the U.S. Uh, if you're not in the U.S., you know, still some interesting things to look at um, as far as how the U.S. is operating and the path forward for them. Um, also look at the different uh, drugs and pharmaceuticals that are being passed in the U.S. if you're not from the U.S. Uh, and look at the companies um, that could potentially be coming overseas um, to deliver uh, these vaccines. So good luck to everybody training out there next week. Hope you have a good week and good weekend, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.